This is actually my fifth time to be in Malaysia, and out of five times, I came to see Pastor Timothy. I came this time with my wife, Angela. Could you can stand and show, her, show your face, beautiful wife? So like I said, every time, um, this is the uh, fourth time I, 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 I you know, uh, see, out of five times, four times is to, to, see, to see Pastor Tim and Teresa. So um, the background is every time I hit the wall in my Christian walk, every time I, you know, struggle and trying to find the answer, hit the wall, I just kind of, you know, fly to Malaysia and God opens the door and I just fly to Malaysia and just come to talk to him and I glean wisdom. So the first time I came to Malaysia was uh, our uh, honeymoon and I already hit the wall. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Anyway, so since then, 21 years, uh, I've honored to uh, walk with Pastor Timothy. Anyway, uh, because our time is limited, uh, let me uh, dive into this word. Today, I want to share the word uh, that God spoke to me in my heart, uh, predominantly probably to Japanese uh, Christians. You know, Japanese Christians have a particular, um, special color, and you guys have a Malaysian Christians have a different color and spirit. So it may not apply to you directly, but... Uh, can I speak to you as if you are a Japanese congregation today? Can I speak to you as if you are my congregation? That means I'm going to give you full blast of everything I want to say. Anyway, so today's um, title I'm going to share is Whose Voice, Whose Word Are You Listening To? Whose Word Are You Listening To? Uh, God spoke to me to help Christian walk. So the Bible says, I presume today's congregation is pretty much Christians and believers. But maybe not, um, you're not Christians and you're not believers in Jesus yet. If you do not understand what I'm saying, please ask your uh, Christian friends and uh, they will uh, direct you. Anyway, so I presume you're Christians. The Bible says, God created us. The Bible says, God created us by His words. By his words, we were created. And Bible also said not only we were created by him, we were created to be like him in the image of God. We were created just to be like him, to represent him on this earth. That is a real true identity of all humanity. We're supposed to be like him. We were created by his word. We were created to uh, to be like him in, in the likeness of his image. It, everything, the Bible says, everything is created by the word. That is the principle of God's kingdom. If we want to create something, your words can create a lot of different things. We are all, if you realize it or not, we are all created, shaped by the word. Now, um, if you're Christians, that will be true. But many of us in, Jap in Japanese, 99% is not a Christian people. So although the principle remains that we are all created by the word, we start to hear many, many different kinds of words. And we are created by different kinds of words. And let me give you some kind of a, a different kinds of the word we listen to. And I say it's kind of a wrong sources of words, apart from God's word. One word we, source we listen to is 
the word of our parents. We are actually created, shaped by the words of our parents and family members. Let's say if your family is not a Christian, maybe mo most of us heard your parents, maybe your family members say, you are stupid. You amount to nothing. If, you're, if you do not get the grade A, you know, point, 100 point, you are, you are stupid, you're, you're, you're dumb. You, you know, th those are the words we hear from the parents. You know, and you're going to get sick because I was sick. You're going to get a cancer because I was cancer. Our heritage is all cancer. You get cancer. Those words actually start to build us in, words of our parents. Maybe m many of you can identify with that. Also, not only that, actually there's another word, voice that speaks to you. That is the word, voice of our society and a culture. Actually, culture and our society try to label you in a certain way by their voice, by, by their words. They will say, if you're, if you're not beautiful, if you're short. If your legs are, are not, you know, long, you're not smart. It, they will say, if you didn't go to university, you are not, you know, mature. You, they will say, if you're not married, you're immature, you're not full-fledged. And then we all start to eat all these words, and that start to shape us. Can you identify with that? I think we all hear those words. I used to, you know, my family was actually my youngest of brothers four. So four brothers. My parents wanted, the, you know, it was my brother and my brother. And about this time, my, brother, uh, my parents wanted to have a girl. My the third one was brother. So now when I got, you know, I was conceived, my parents really wanted a girl. I want a girl, we want a girl. And then I came out with something else on it, you know? <laughs> and, and, ah. And I remember when I was, you know, a little young, they used to tell me, I wish you were a girl. I wish you were a girl. I wish you were a girl. You know, those things. You know, that's why I'm so nice and kind right now. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, they, were, they got saved before it started to affect me. Thank God, by His grace. They got saved and they become Christians. If it, it had, had they not been Christian, I don't know that, what impact that would, would have made on me. You know? Anyway, those words can, can start to shape who, uh, who we are. Not only that, the bad news continues. There's another word, word of the devil. There's a devil speaking to all of us, believers or not believers, you know, believe, Christians or not Christians. It doesn't matter. They will, he will speak to all of us the destructive words of, 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 to, to who, about who we are. And then he will say, if you, um, you know, you are shy, and so God's not going to use you. It's impossible for God to use it because you're shy. You look at it, you're shy. You're, you're old. You, you, do you think you're, how old you are? You're old. God's not going to use you. You're so hot-tempered. You're so, you know, you can so, you know, easily get mad. So God is so displeased with you. He's so embarrassed at you. He's so, dis, you know, uh, upset at you. So he said, they will say, you're sinning, right? You're, you're currently in struggle in some certain kind of sin. Oh, God is so disappointed at you. And those voices, actually, we start to hear and start to shape us. Now, I understand. If you, if you are not Christians, if you are unbelievers, those voices will be the only voice. But the sad news is, even after we become Christians, 
we continue to let these words shape us. We let these words continue to build us and make us. The principle continues. principle remains. The word make us. We are created by the word. So this principle, because of all these negative influences, different words, even after we become Christians, we actually continue to live, continue to abide in that word. And it seems like even after I become Christian, nothing seems to change. Nothing seems to be different. Yeah? So these are the reality of our nation. So um, actually, Jesus has a great answer for this. So let me share a little bit about just a statement. In the Bible, there's a word called stronghold. Stronghold. I'm sure you have heard this. Stronghold in the Bible is used in, this, in such a way. This is, this is the definition of it. Stronghold is a fixed thinking pattern built by repeatedly accepting and believing a perspective or opinion. A fixed thinking pattern built by repeatedly accepting and believing a perspective or an opinion. So when you hear a word, when you hear opinion, and repeatedly, repeated, not only you hear it, but you start to accept them. Not only you accept them, you start to believe that in, in them. And then you start to build, not only the information, you start to build a stronghold. Now, it's, it, it build a fortified city in your mind. In, it becomes a, a fixed thinking pattern. Now, apply that to who you are. When, you, when your parents continue to say, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're no, 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 no value. And, and the society says, you're, you're stupid, you're dumb. And the devil continues to say, you're stupid, you're not to nothing, God's, God's you know, mad at you. Or if these were the things, you start to hear them, you start to accept them, you start to believe them, it becomes a fixed pattern on your thinking. So when I ask you, who are you? Can you explain, describe who you are? What would you say about you? Would it be based on the words, those three words, based on those things? Or would it be based on another word, the word of God? Whose voice are we listening to? You know, whose voice are we listening and being shaped up by? So these are the questions we need to ask. Now, the sad thing about uh, this stronghold is once it becomes stronghold, once it becomes the fortified city, you know, um, um, it's just uh, actually, uh, it becomes automatic. In other words, once it's become stronghold, you don't have to listen to anybody else anymore. You know, the parents need, don't, don't need to talk to you. The devil, even the devil don't need to talk to you. Why? Do you know? Because you start to talk to yourself. You start to talk to yourself. You know, I'm shy. I'm dumb. You know, if my parents say so, my de- you know, the society says so, so I say so. So once it's become fortified city, one stronghold, it's just, it's automatic. It's just, you know, it goes down, down, downward spiral. And not only that, it's another thing, sad thing about this stronghold is if you live in this stronghold long enough, it becomes comfortable. It's become your comfortable place to be in. You know, you, you abide, you start living in a different place. 
you know, it's, it's, a, it's actually a jail, you know. It's a jail that you live in. You, you, may, you may not be really, you may not be shy, actually, but you l- believe that you're shy. You're actually living in this cage and jail and shackled, and you, you, you need to be free from it. But actually, it is uh, now it's comfortable. You'd rather be shy person than to break out to be who you really are, meant to be. So someone comes, you know, you know, brother and, you know, sister, you know, you can just change that. You, you can just, you know, if you change this a little bit, you'll be so much better. Instead, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Don't you accept me? So instead of listening to trying to transform, you start to fight against it because it's now your comfortable zone. Now, many Christians, even believers, live in this state. They, we abide in that place and never end up fulfilling the call of God on our lives because we believe so much of the different words and we are shaped up by this word, even believing the lie of the devil many times. And we're trapped in this jail cage called myself and never fulfill God's plan for our lives. Brother and sister, in Malaysia, that's not God's plan for you. That's not God's heart for you. He wants you to be free. He wants you to enjoy your life in full potential of who you are meant to be. And that is the goodness I want to bring. So the question is, whose voice are you listening? Whose voice are you listening? Even after you become Christian, whose voice are you listening? Again, the answer is this. Once again, we need to be created by the Word of God. We need to submit ourselves under the power of the Word of God. You know, maybe we need to say we need to be recreated, re-transformed by by the Word of God. So that is the good news that the church can bring, Christian can bring, Jesus can bring to your life. To this day, whoever submit yourself under the power of the Word of God can be transformed, can be recreated to the image of God that he, you are meant to be. So uh, um, upon saying that, let me introduce, uh, in our belief, Bible is the only book, source, the Word that tells you who you really are. Bible is the only source that shows who you really are, the Bible, the Word of God. Now, there are so many books in the world. If you go to the bookstore, there are so many self-help books, you know, transforming books uh, about uh, psychology, about lifestyle, behavior, so many self-book, uh, self-help books out there. But, you know, those books only tell you what to do. But the Bible is the only book tells you who you are. This is a great difference in knowing who we are and knowing just what to do. You may do a lot of things based on the book, but what God is really after, what God really wants to do to waken us up in the area of who we are. And the Bible is the only, the Word of God is the only source that we can submit under that creates us to be the same image of God. That is the only, the best scenario for all humanity, to be like him. So we can be created by the word of God. 
Actually, Jesus said, John 17, 17. This is what Jesus said. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus said, your word about the Father God, the word of God is the truth. Jesus says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. Truth about what? Truth about who you are. God's word is the truth about who you really are. There are so many voices, so many words talking, trying to label you who you are. But the, the Bible, the word of God is the only truth about who you are. And Jesus said, sanctify them with the word of God. Sanctify them. That's his heart. He wants to sanctify us. He wants to cleanse us. Cleanse us from what? Cleanse us from the wrong image that you had about who you are. Wrong shackles you are bound. We, need to be, we can be sanctified by submitting ourselves under the word of God. That's his heart. And also, John 83, uh, 8, uh, 33, Jesus said, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's a very famous word for Christians. You will know the truth. The truth will set you free. What truth? Truth about what? Truth about you. You will know the truth about who you are in the Bible. And the truth about who you are will set you free. Set you free from where? Set you free from what? From the cage and the jail of who you are. That is the power of the Word of God. If you can submit ourselves under, under the grace, the power of the Word of Jesus, you, it will set us free. Also, Paul himself wrote uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4. This is what he said. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have a divine power to destroy stronghold. Now you know what the Bible means by the stronghold. Stronghold of what? Stronghold you have believed for a long time about who you are. You're old. You cannot do anything. I'm overage. I'm women. I'm undereducated. Question is this. Who told you so? Who told you so? Parents? Society? Culture? The devil? Are you continuing to listen to that? Or are we going to really submit? And let the word of God destroy our stronghold and really liberate ourselves to live in the maximum potential, maximum happy, maximum fruitfulness for our life, for the kingdom of God. Yeah, that's what we, that the Lord can do. So knowing the truth about ourselves through the scripture is very important. Now I want to just, just to shift a little bit about, um, about the importance of the scripture, importance of the Bible. For all of us, like I said, the Bible is the only source about knowing who we really are. Now, I want you to imagine with me. This is a true fact, whether you realize it or not. Do you realize that you actually have never seen your own face? Did you know that? You have actually never seen your own face. Huh? You may, you'll try it. I can maybe see the tip of my nose, my natural eyes. 
I can maybe, you know, if my eyebrows are too long, I can see it. Maybe you, some of your tongue is too long, you can see the tip of your tongue. But nobody actually seen the, our own face in a natural face. But you know your face, right? We all know our face. How did you come to know your face? How did you come to know that, how you look like? The answer is so easy. You look at the mirror, right? That's how you know your face. That's the only, only way you know who, who, that your face looks like. In other words, you are actually trusting this mirror 100%. When you look at the mirror, you actually trust, put the faith in this fact, this mirror is a right reflection of me. You get that? You're actually believing this mirror to be true automatically and then believe this is how I look. How many times did you, women, actually ladies, how many times did you look at the mirror this morning before coming to, oh my goodness. If you can't believe the mirror, what are we doing, right? In the same way. When we talk about who we are truly on the inside, we don't know how it looked like. Never anyone has seen who we look like on the inside. We can't see that in natural eyes. Never. But there is a way we can know exactly how we look like. This is a mirror of the Bible. When we read the Bible, when we look at the Bible, when we open the Bible, it's like opening a mirror casket. Mirror, open the mirror and look at it. And when we read what it says about who you are, you just simply put faith into it. You know, is this right? Is this right? No. Just like you, you look at the mirror and believe that's how I look, it's the same faith you use for the Word of God. And you look at the Word of God and read this, what it says, Jesus said about who you are. You're kind. You, you're smart. You're loved. You're holy. You're not sinner. You're perfect. All these things the Bible said about you, you just simply believe it. And that's how we submit ourselves under the power of God. It is that easy. Just like you look at the mirror and believe it to be true, just use the Bible like that. Read the Bible and just simply trust that to be true about you, who you are. And that is the way you know about who you really are. And that is the, the only way. But the other question is this. Another question, especially uh, Christ, Japanese Christians. There's one more Christian rises up um, in that issue. The problem is this. How then are we reading the Bible? How are we reading the Bible? Yeah? Let's imagine again. If you are looking at the mirror, if your mirror is warped, your reflection will be warped, right? You see that? I, I brought some of the pictures if you can look at it. So these are some of the pictures. The guy in the left, I mean, he looks great, but look at the mirror. What happened to his jaw? My goodness. And then, you know, man in the right. I mean, he looks, you know, masculine, healthy body, but in the mirror, it looks like a monster. What is this guy? But, you know, even the women in the middle, she looks, you know, beautiful, but in the mirror, she looks like an alien. 
What's wrong with that? The mirror is warped. Now, when we approach the Bible, especially to the Christian now, I'm talking to the believers now, when we approach the Bible, when we open the Bible, now, Bible is never warped. This is the absolute truth of God. It, it, it is, a, it is a, a universal, unchanging, absolute truth of the Word of God. You can submit our life. You can believe in it. That's the truth. The Bible will never be warped. But if, if our approach to the Bible is warped, if our, the way we are reading the Bible is warped, the reflection from the Bible will be warped at us too. So many of us, when we read the Bible, actually those pictures are the way we actually read the Bible. Many of us, when we open the scripture, we do not read the Bible in the way God wrote it. God wrote the scripture to tell you who you really are, how beautiful you are, how perfect you are, how, how potential you have, massive power you have. All these things are written, but we read the Bible differently. We open the Bible. You, you, actually, many of us read, this is what's wrong about you. This is the thing you have. This is got to change it. This is the bad point. This is your weakness. This is the uh, uh, struggles. This is the uh, curse. This is the old. And every time we read the Bible, so every time we read the Bible, it's supposed to reflect how beautiful we really are, but the reflection from the Bible is such a bad person. You know, every time I read the Bible, it looks like I'm a bad person. I have this thing, I have this thing, this unresolved issue, this, that, this, this, this. You know, I look at, ah! Every time I open the Bible, I just like, I'm, look like a monster. Do you identify with that? You know, and then we end up closing the Bible. Who would actually want to keep standing in this mirror and be blessed? You look like a monster. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to come back to look at myself again tomorrow morning, early 5 in the morning. Nobody. That is the reason a lot of Christians stay away from the Bible. Nobody wants to stand in front of this mirror, right? Actually, we want to stay away from this mirror. If you would all pinpoint how bad you are, how, how bad it bad looks like. No, Our, the way we re-approach the Bible is already worked. Jesus did not write the Bible in such a way it shows you the warped image of God. It is actually written to bless you. It is actually written to open your full potential for your life. It was actually written to transform you into the likeness of God. He wants to use the Bible, the Word of God, to reshape, recreate into the same image of God. That is how we need to approach the Bible. So, you know, uh, the Bible must be read based on what Jesus has done on the cross. This is a really, really fundamental uh, statement. Believers, Bible must be read based on in the filter of or in the lenses of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. If, we, if you take Jesus away from the scripture, you know, if you read the Bible, even though Jesus died on the cross, he did something for all of us on the cross. If you don't know that or if you neglect that, 
we start open the Bible like a, as if Jesus didn't do anything. Jesus died on the cross. He did something to your sin. He did something to your identity. He did something about all your potential and power. But when we read the Bible, we still see ourselves sinner. We still see ourselves weak. We still see ourselves incomplete. We see ourselves monster, you know, this, that, this addict, and this problem. You know, this is not how Jesus meant to, to, to see. So let's read um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Paul said, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. This is the word of the Bible. He said, if anyone comes into Christ, all things has passed away. Behold, everything is new. This is the fundamental entrance to how to approach the Bible. You know, when we believe in Jesus, all things has passed away. And but based on this context, what is this all things? Your old self-image, your old stronghold, all the words that the, the, the devil spoke to you, your parents and culture and society spoke to you, labeled you, all these labels you had from, from the world, all this wrong image of who you are, all things are passed away. How many? All. All. And the Bible say, behold, all is new. That's the entrance. But, you know, when we read the Bible, you know, before we believe Jesus, before we become Christians, we were, I, I was addict, I was, you know, this problem, this sin, and that, that sin, I, I read that, yes, before I, I, I was Christian, like that. After I become Christian, even after I receive Christ, when I open the Bible, I do the same thing. I'm still a sinner. I struggle in this part. I did that. I did, I'm this weakness. I'm this addict. Can, can you see the difference before and after? Before Christ, we did all this addict and sin. Even after we can become Christian, using the Bible, I re reinforce the, the weakness of my life. I did this. I did that. I did this. Nothing is new. We still live in the old. Although Jesus is something on the cross so mighty and magnificent, we still keep choose to live in the old, as if nothing, Jesus, as if Jesus didn't do anything on the cross. Well, that's not true. So entrance is this. He said, behold. I, you know, in this verse, I believe that the key word is behold. He wants you to see it. He wants you to see who you really are. He wants you to see that every old thing is gone. He really wants you to see it. He really wants you to see that you are now very brand new creation. You are a white canvas. You can paint all you want, all your dreams, all your potential, all your possibility. You can now, you're free to write. You're free to fulfill. He wants you to see that. You're, you're open canvas. You know, he, that's what he wants you to see. And also, this is what Colossians 3, 10 says, Paul continued to say, and we have put our new self, which is being renewed according to the image of the creator. 
you know, if you really, if our eyes are open, these are the true words of the Bible. Instead of what's wrong with this, what's wrong with that, what's wrong with this, what, what, what sin I have, what, do, what sin I need to cleanse from, I need to check walk on this. Instead of that, Bible straightforwardly say, you are created by the image of creator. Now, like I said, everybody is created by the word. By submitting under the cross, by the, submitting under the word of God, but the Bible says we are created in the image of the creator. What blessing is that? Nobody worked for it. Nobody paid price for it. Nobody earned it. But Jesus freely, by grace, gave us the image of the creator in our heart. It's on the inside of you. You are not labeled by the world anymore. You can be labeled by the word of God. But you have to know who you are in this Bible. And you have to approach the scripture in such a way by beholding who you really are. You have to change the way you read it. You know, Pastor Timothy always said paradigm shift, right? I believe this is one of the biggest paradigm shift all believers need to have, approaching the Bible in new paradigm, based on what Jesus has done on the cross for you. You know, for free, we automatically have the image of God on the inside. Many of us, I believe, have, did not know we already have the image of God. Maybe we have heard about it in, the, in Sunday mornings, but we have never abided in that place. We have never entered into that place of new identity. We have never toiled and, 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 and fought for the new identity. You know, so if you want to work, if you want to struggle and strive for, for Jesus, struggle in this place. Struggle to enter into this realm of new creation in God. And, and, and your whole life will change because who we are is now changed. What we do, we automatically follow. And also the Bible says, you know, 1 John 3, 1, 2. John actually says this amazing word. We indeed are the children of God. Beloved, we are God's children now, not in the future, now, we're children of God. The completion has not yet come, but we know that when, we appear, when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him. Again, John himself says the same thing. You are now new creation. You already have been created by the word of God. You may not have realized it, but he wants you to be awakened to this new truth about who you are. Know the truth, and truth in the Bible, you will set you free. And also he says, we will be like him by what? By seeing, by beholding who he is. In the Bible, there are so many scriptures about telling us who we are. And also, there's another purpose of the Bible, is to tell us who Jesus is. This combination of knowing who Jesus is, and combination of knowing who we are, who I am, this we combined, that becomes a nuclear 
uh, uh, you know, uh, collision and, and fuse and becomes the explosion of your new identity. Once this bomb is exploded, you will never go back. You will be able to say like Paul, all thing has passed away. Now behold, I am a new creation. That is how the power, you know, the word of God has a power on you, but you have to put your faith into it. You open the Bible to see, not to see the, the wrong places you need to change. That's the old way of reading the Bible. Open the scripture, especially New Testament. Open the scriptures to see who Jesus is. Who is he? And also to know who you are. When you approach like that, there's going to be a great change, transformation, new creation. And also John 4, 17. John said, we can have um, confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. My goodness, what kind of a bizarre or extreme statement is this? It almost sounds like a heresy. What do you mean? Who we, you know, we are just like he is. You know, even the Greek and English even, he says, as he is, so are we. My goodness, this is the biggest New Testament statement of faith based on what Jesus has done on the cross. It didn't, John didn't say, we are like him. No, he didn't say that. He said, as he is, so are we. He's saying, just as Jesus is, so are you. Now you have to see yourself just like Jesus. That's the way we need to see ourselves. That's the new identity Jesus birthed in our heart. Now, uh, and this is the last point, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Paul ends in this. And we all unveiling the false, um, false faces and beholding them in the mirror, the reflection of the image of Jesus Christ in our lives are being transformed from the glory to glory in the, um, in the same image as he is. He, he comes from the Lord who dwells as in the spirit. So open the mirror, open the Bible. Let it reflect Jesus in your heart. You may say, Pastor, how, how, I don't know how to do it. It's okay, simplest way. The Bible says, as he is, as Jesus is, so are you. So the best way to know who you are is to know Jesus. When you know who Jesus is, you will know who you are. Because the Bible says who he is, who you are. What he does is what you do. What he says is what you say. It's exactly the same image, imprint image of Jesus is in your heart. You just need to behold it. How do I behold it? By opening the Bible and see the, see the Son of God. You are a Son of God. How do I know? What, who, who is the Son of God? When you see the Son of God, Jesus, you will know yourself as a Son of God. The more you know the Son of God, you will know as Son of God through your image. That's the way we uh, you know, transform ourselves. And the next picture is the end. I got this when I was Bible college. I still carry in my in my Bible. You know, many of us see ourselves like a little cat. I'm useless. I'm powerless. I look at my claw, nothing. I'm a little thing. But Jesus sees you like a lion. 
That's how Jesus sees you. In the Bible, there is a lion and lioness written about you. That's the truth about who you are. You need to behold this lion. And by beholding Jesus, beholding who you are, transform yourself and live for God in the full potential, full maximum potential, and extend the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for um, this time. Uh, help us to be transformed by the word of God. And bless this congregation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.